Israel, and the rest of the mess. Pfizer, they're into their own mess. Ooh, some news broke today you're not going to like. <clears throat> and the tenant from hell. We got that and more. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's been a hell of a weekend. Lots of news popping all over the place, of course, Israel being the big one. And we're going to talk a bit about that from a different angle, though, but uh, we will have that uh, coming up tonight. And uh, <clears throat> lots more. I just uploaded a new behind-the-scenes video to our Locals channel. If you are a subscriber over there, you can see all of our uh, behind-the-scenes video, little comments and stuff that we do. And uh, <clears throat> we post those on Locals. You can sign up over there. There's a red button over there somewhere, and that'll uh, that'll get you that. And uh, where am I? Okay. <laughs> trying to get coordinated here give me a break you know what happened earlier i kicked my camera there we go <laughs> it's still not right but we'll live with it all right anyway all that coming up tonight check out the locals and please if you wouldn't mind just take a second hit that follow button over there helps the show out a lot and it is entirely free for you to do one of our sponsors here we want to uh, thank blackout coffee for being a part of the show be awake not woke get some coffee with some values blackout coffee my friends founded on the principles of conservative values <clears throat> this company and the founders respect the importance of personal responsibility hard work family respect and american values the best fresh roasted coffee, and it is all done in-house. They even have specialty celebrity bl uh, blends like that guy. Oops, that guy, Dan Bongino. Hey, he's got his own blend over there. Anyway, whatever it is, if you are a coffee addict like me, folks, you will never go back to that brown water crap you've been drinking once you've tried blackout coffee. You don't need to go spend a fortune. Just order a single bag of beans. Get them fresh roasted to your house. Grind them up and pour yourself an amazing cup of coffee. Blackout coffee roasted, packed, and shipped with lightning speed, usually 24 to 48 hours from the time you order. Give it another few days for shipping to arrive at your house, and that's fresh roasted coffee. That stuff you buy on the shelf in the store, you don't know how long it's been there. You don't know when it was roasted. With this, you know, and you can taste the difference. Blackout Coffee, use the link in our show notes for a uh, connection to get you over there to Blackout. And when you check out, be sure to use our promo code that will get you 20% off your first order. Promo code is J20, J-A-Y 20, my first name. J20, use that at checkout, 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, and thank you guys for helping to support the show. And you know what? If you have ordered Blackout Coffee, just put it in the chat or send me an email. Let me know how you how you love it because we would like to be able to share that with you. All right. Lots happening tonight. Uh, and mostly it ain't good news. <laughs> um, a lot of this is X feeds, but that really kind of, um, kind of sums everything up. Uh, opinions. Uh, Hamas. Terrorists, Israel, victims, maybe. Um, General Flynn, whom I admire and respect to no end. Uh, this guy not only is all about the right stuff, but he's got inside tracks. 
he knows what's going on. In fact, that's one of the reasons he didn't um, survive the Trump administration is because the opposition went after him ridiculously. So he'll be back. He wrote this, and I would say this pretty much sums up my feelings about it. Any American of any situation, color, creed, that accepts this form of barbarianism needs to think twice whether or not they believe in any set of internationally accepted rules and norms. What has been brought on the people of Israel, especially women and children, infirmed elderly, is savagery. No other way to describe it. This is not normal, folks. Far-left Marxist extremists in America, and there are more than many of you who want to accept in our government, appear to want to accept this act by Hamas, other radicalized extremists in the region of the Middle East. This behavior must be harshly condemned. Laura Loomer put out this. Their God isn't our God. Allah Akbar is no more than a jihadist battle cry when they use it like that. It's what the 9-11 hackers shouted before they murdered nearly 3,000 Americans. It's what the terrorists in Benghazi shouted as they dragged Ambassador Stevens' body through the streets. General Flynn says, I would add, this is a breakdown of epic proportion by our current incompetent spate of foreign service diplomats intelligence service chiefs, and defense leadership. Our national security apparatus is a shell of its former self. For this hot water spiral further out of control, we need the globalists to back out of the way and let this play out. Israel must be allowed to defend its sovereignty. He says, and I agree, I stand against endless wars, but when barbarianism like this occurs, like a cancerous tumor, it has to be removed. This must stop. And for those of us wanting our country to remain free, independent, sovereign, under the still existing, so far, Constitution, although they're doing their best, wake up and start speaking out against those who are trying to destroy our country. Pray for peace, but be prepared for war. Bringing truth to light always takes pains, but the truth will prevail. Pray we're prepared with this current administration. I'm not so sure. Those words from General Flynn, Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The link to that X post is in our show notes. If you want to check it out, it's very well, very well written. And uh, the concern, of course, is with the open border, exactly who's been sneaking in, unvetted, completely unvetted. This, uh, this from New York happened earlier today. Pro-Hamas demonstrators marching down the streets of New York 
in support of the barbarian acts that are being committed in Israel. And check this one out. Look at that crowd. Where do you suppose this is? Chicago. This is Chicago, my friends. They're sneaking over the border. They're coming in. And there really ain't a whole lot anybody can do or is doing about Well, there is something you can do about it. But they're not going to do it. U.S. citizens, some have been killed. Some are being held hostage. And Jill and Joe Biden, well, they're having a barbecue. Yeah. While Hamas holds U.S. citizens hostage, Joe and Jill Biden are hosting a barbecue at the White House. Sunday evening, countless U.S. citizens being held hostage by Hamas in Gaza. War rages in the Middle East. Bodies of those slaughtered by terrorists still being found, returned to their families. And President Joe Biden thought it would be a great time to have a Sunday evening barbecue. According to pool reports from the White House, could hear a live band playing in the late afternoon and early evening at the White House Rose Garden. And when asked what was going on, the pool reporter said uh, POTUS was hosting a barbecue for the White House executive residence staff and their families. Now, to be fair, and I always try and be fair, no doubt this barbecue was planned a long time ago. They don't just say, hey, let's have a barbecue tonight and throw a barbecue. These things take planning. I am quite sure this was planned well before there was any inkling there was going to be something going on in Israel with Hamas and all that stuff. But that's not the point. The point is that stuff is going on. And the president should be on television or on the internet saying, look, yes, we have this barbecue. It was planned weeks ago. It's going on, but... I am in the Situation Room, I am monitoring things in the Middle East, and I am on top of what's going on and being informed by the hour. But that's not going to happen. I'm sure he's out there sucking down some chicken wings at the barbecue. There is a way to handle this politically. Like I said, no doubt this party was planned a long time before anything happened in Israel. But Israel is happening. And to just go on with your party and jump down there, you know, look, folks, sorry, I can't make it. There's an emergency going on in the Middle East. I have to concentrate on important country matters. I'm quite sure everybody at the barbecue would understand that. But no... He's just there sucking down the soda pop and uh, enjoying himself. <laughs> it's not going to stop, <clears throat> is it? If you are an illegal alien in this country, what rights do you have? 
I would have to say, um, let me think about it. None. Illegals are now issuing demands and claiming their rights have been violated. Not kidding. It's from PJ Media. There's absolutely nothing new about people thinking they deserve more than they do. Granted, times when circumstances surrounding these demands are more infuriating, like this case in Chicago. Chicago, not the only location where illegals are uh, making demands, but they have not just started making them. The difference is that conflict between the underlying delusion of what Chicago and other sanctuary cities envision and what its citizens are now being forced to endure, the reality of it, has now been exposed. Chicago, New York, every other sanctuary city put themselves high on the hill, never looked down their noses at other cities, especially those on the border, never expected to see immigrants, played king, and now the delusion is over because you got them by the thousands. Chicago has been sent about 17,000 illegals. Sounds like a lot, but compared to these small border towns, it is, believe me, it is a drop in the bucket. They now have immigrants sleeping in the airport, public buildings, public schools, even in the police stations. And now the ungrateful immigrants and the citizens are screaming at the leadership of the cities. In Chicago's case, a lot of these upset citizens are in the black population. They see facilities and benefits that are theirs as citizens being diverted to the illegals. And they are definitely not happy about it, and nor should they. They're raising their voices in support of border security. Good for you. Another outraged citizen. Don't get me wrong, I understand the situation, but that's not on us. They disrespect us, rob us, harass us. We're going to take over. Nobody is going to be able to stop us from what we're going to do to them. Fellow Democrat Alderman Ray Lopez took shot at the mayor for his handling of the crisis. In addition to those the illegals are demanding status, status, by protesting with signs that read, better housing, safe food and water. These are illegals. You don't like it, get the F out. Everybody thinks they can save the world, but they are blind to the fact that their methods may leave nothing but the remnants of chaos. So now the illegals are demanding or claiming they have rights. You don't. You have one right. You have a right to get your ass on a bus and walk yourself back over that border and get the out. There. That's your right. Beyond that, you don't have any.
right. Here's a bombshell from PJ Media. Man, PJ Media was full of stuff today that was head shakers. Take a look at this and be prepared. Pfizer, this is incredible. Pfizer used separate manufacturing processes for the COVID shots they used in the clinical trials and the one they publicly distributed. Let me say that again. They used different manufacturing processes for the COVID shots they used in their clinical trials than the ones they handed out to the public. Recent resurfaced news should surprise no one. Criminal prosecution. Look, we, we, these people need to be charged. Pfizer used a separate manufacturing process for its fraudulent COVID-19 trials, the ones that it used to get their emergency use authorization pushed through as the one ultimately used to manufacture the shots for public use. So what is the point? I used the modifier fraudulent in front of COVID-19 trials because they have previously documented other forms of fraud that Pfizer employed in its clinical trials, which should nullify the legal immunity. Exactly right. Recent calls for more transparency in the COVID-19 clinical trials, particularly relevant for the data on the manufacturing process. They basically used one shot manufactured a particular way and put that to trial tests. When they got the authorization for emergency use, changed the manufacturing process, and that's what they slammed in your arm. You happy about that? This kind of fraud should completely null and void any immunity from prosecution that was given to these mass murdering bastards. Null and void, folks. Sorry, immunity's out the window. Now we come after you. You know what's going to happen? Absolutely squat nothing. You know it as well as I do. Nothing, absolutely nothing will happen. Money talks. Well, money also talks when it comes to a manufacturer who has had enough of your crap. Smith & Wesson is moving on out. Good old blue state Massachusetts. See ya. Wow. Look at this article from Red State. Smith & Wesson has ditched blue Massachusetts and moves its headquarters to a much friendlier Tennessee. Wow. Renowned firearms manufacturer Smith & Wesson ditched Massachusetts, moved to Tennessee. The move was announced in 2021, but Saturday the company officials officially opened their new 650,000 square foot building 
in Marysville. Ha! In Tennessee, Saturday, they opened this up, part of a $125 million relocation. And now Massachusetts can sit there with a big, empty Smith & Wesson headquarters. FAFO, folks, company's been in New England since it was founded. 1852, Smith & Wesson was founded, and it's been there ever since. Massachusetts strict gun laws are at least partly to blame for the exodus. They've been located in Springfield, Mass. I lived in Springfield for a short time. I was working at uh, Wacky 102 FM, matter of fact. Uh, since the 19th century, company officials have said legislative proposals in that state would prohibit them from manufacturing certain weapons. Massachusetts known to have some of the country's strictest gun laws. High taxes, I'm sure, didn't help either. Some people call the state Taxachusetts. Tennessee far friendlier to law-abiding gun owners than Massachusetts, and so Massachusetts, you lose. See ya. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Weapons of mass destruction up next on the hit parade tonight. This is interesting. The U.S. preparing for a weapon of mass destruction attack? Not what you think. The answer is fentanyl. I can't say that I disagree. This is from The Intercept. Joe Biden didn't make a WMD designation. Federal agencies, however, have acted anyway, kicking off a panic among police. The White House publicly shot down a controversial proposal from Republican lawmakers that would designate fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction. Biden declined to issue the executive order, granting the WMD designation, which would have come with unbelievably extraordinary powers to combat this killer drug from getting in the country, being distributed. Federal agencies, including the Department of Defense, the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, already had begun preparing for a fentanyl WMD attack as far back as 2018. It's been going on a long time. Government documents, which The Intercept got their hands on, say the national security agencies have for years been advancing the narrative the drug could pose a WMD threat far as conducting military exercises in preparation for an attack by a fentanyl weapon. Wow. So Biden says no, and the federal agencies who really are on the ground and know exactly what's going on with this killer drug are saying, too bad, too sad. We're getting prepared because we're not going to get caught with our pants down unbelievable and that rotting bag of goo and who's ever pulling his strings in the white house just sitting there eating ice cream and having barbecues very nice hey.
Okay. Uh, what do we got? Oh, I know what we got. We got to tell you about going online without a VPN. Folks, it's dangerous. It is not something you want to do. Do not go online. Do not let your family members go online without using a VPN. This day and age, our personal privacy is more important than anything. Privacy and security. And that is why NordVPN is the perfect solution for all your internet activity. Where you go, what you do, what sites you visit, that's nobody's damn business but yours. They collect this data, they collect your personal information, they sell it to marketers and who the hell knows who else. You can browse the web securely and privately with NordVPN. You don't have to worry about hackers, snoopers, even your own ISP, your internet service provider. Even the guy you pay, the company you pay for your internet service, they're collecting your data too, selling it off to the highest bidder. Military-grade encryption service from NordVPN makes your data safe and secure and confidential. Not only do they protect your privacy, but they unlock a world of entertainment with 5,000 servers in over 59 countries. You can access your favorite website, streaming services, and with a single NordVPN account, you can connect up to six devices. Imagine that. Your phone, your laptop, your partner's phone, laptop, your kids, tablets, phones, laptops. Six devices with a single NordVPN account. Why risk your online security and your private data? NordVPN. Get the internet without limitations. Get over there. Use the link which is down there in our show notes. And that will get you 65% off and three months free. Three months free plus 65% off with NordVPN. Thank you, Nord, for helping to sponsor the show. Check it out. It really is a great deal. Uh, this is from the, New York, uh, from the LA Times. We all have heard stories about bad tenants. Here's another one. The tenant from hell. She has refused to pay for what amounts to a luxury Airbnb for 540 days. That's like, a, what, a year and a half? And she says she has the legal right to stay. This is not some hole-in-the-wall shack. Take a look at this place. I'd give a testicle to live here. Look at this. Sasha Jovanovic, Airbnb landlord, looks over a patio space on top of his guest house. The property of his LA home, the tenant has not paid rent since 2022, and she refuses to leave. Living the good life, his private estate perched in the hills of Brentwood, enjoying the spoils of a successful career in periodontis. But instead, he is scared to even walk to his car because there is a woman who will not leave his guest house. She says she has the right to stay. And so far, a judge has ruled 
that under the city's rent stabilization ordinance, he has no legal reason to evict her. Elizabeth Hirschhorn's Airbnb stay ended in 2022 April, and she simply didn't move out. And she's been living there rent-free ever since to this day. She refused to budge until the Jovanovic paid her a relocation fee of $100,000, according to a settlement offer, which the Times reviewed. Uh, the landlord said this hillside haven has become a living hell. I can never go into my home and know that I'm safe when a potentially hostile person is living right there. I'm thinking about it all the time. Declined to speak directly to the Times, the tenant from hell. Uh, to give her side of the story, her attorney, Colin Walshuk, says she was not required to pay rent because the city had never approved the unit for occupancy and its shower was constructed without a permit. The landlord broke the law and tried to make money by renting out an illegal bootleg unit. After he was caught, instead of doing the right thing, he's resorted to bullying, harassment, and the filing of frivolous lawsuits. <laughs> oh, man. So since April of 20, what was it, 2022? Something like that. Anyway, this woman's been living rent-free in this absolutely gorgeous Brentwood home, and they can't get rid of her. Wow. Entitled people, my friends. Entitled people. Scary, scary stuff. All right. It's book time. Yeah, I know. We read books on this show, strangely enough. The last part of our show, we always uh, share with you uh, part of a chapter of the book and uh, move on our way through chronologically till we get to the end. We've done mostly children's literature, things like uh, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, White Fang, The Little Prince. Uh, we've done Jungle Book. And then uh, from a viewer's suggestion, we did 1984 from George Orwell. Loved that so much, moved on to do Animal Farm. And now we're doing William Golding's Lord of the Flies. It has been a very cool read. What a great book. So we will continue on with this book and Lord of the Flies, first published back in 1954. He turned away, silent for a moment. And his voice came again on a peak of feeling. There was a ship. One of the smaller hunters began to wail. The dismal truth was filtering through to everybody. Jack went very red as he hacked and pulled at the pig. The job was too much. We needed everyone. Ralph turned. You could have had everyone when the shelters were finished, but you had to hunt. We needed meat. Jack stood up as he said this, the bloodied knife in his hand. The two boys faced each other. 
There was the brilliant world of hunting, tactics, fierce exhilaration, skill. And there was the world of longing and baffled common sense. Jack transferred the knife to his left hand, smudged blood over his forehead as he pushed down the plastered hair. Piggy began again. You didn't ought to have let that fire out. You said you'd keep the smoke going. This from Piggy and the wails of agreement from some of the hunters drove Jack to violence. The bolting look came into his blue eyes. He took a step and able at last to hit someone, stuck his fist into Piggy's stomach. Piggy sat down with a grunt. Jack stood over him. His voice was vicious with humiliation. You would, would you, fatty? Ralph made a step forward. Jack smacked Piggy's head. Piggy's glasses flew off and tinked on the rocks. Piggy cried out in terror, my specs. He went crouching and feeling over the rocks, but Simon, who got there first, found them for him. Passions beat about Simon on the mountaintop with awful wings. One side's broken, Piggy grabbed and put on the glasses. He looked malevolently at Jack. I've got to have them specks. Now I only got one eye, just you wait. Jack made a move toward Piggy, who scrambled away till a great rock lay between them. He thrust his head over the top and glared at Jack through his one flashing glass. Now I got only one eye, just you wait. Jack mimicked the whine and scrambled. Just you wait, yeah. Piggy and the parody were so funny, the hunters began to laugh. Jack felt encouraged. He went on scrambling, and the laughter rose to a gale of hysteria. Unwillingly, Ralph, Ralph felt his lips twitch. He was angry with himself for giving way. He muttered, that was a dirty trick. Jack broke out of his gyration and stood facing Ralph. His words came in a shout. All right, all right. He looked at Piggy, at the hunters, at Ralph. I'm sorry about the fire, I mean. There, I, he drew himself up. I apologize. The buzz from the hunters was one of admiration at this handsome behavior. Clearly, they were of the opinion that Jack had done the decent thing, but he'd put himself in the right by his generous apology, and Ralph obscurely in the wrong. They waited for an appropriate, decent answer. Yet, Ralph's throat refused to pass one. He resented, as in addition to Jack's misbehavior, this verbal trick. The fire was dead. The ship was gone. Could they not see? Anger, instead of decency, passed his throat. That was a dirty trick. They were silent on the mountaintop while the opaque look appeared in Jack's eyes and passed away. Ralph's final word was an ingracious mutter. 
I light the fire. With some positive action before them, a little of the tension died. Ralph said no more, did nothing, stood looking down at the ashes around his feet. Jack was loud and active. He gave orders, sang, whistled, threw remarks at the silent Ralph. Remarks that didn't need an answer and therefore couldn't invite a snub. And still, Ralph was silent. No one, not even Jack, would ask him to move, and in the end they had to build the fire three yards away and in a place not really as convenient. So Ralph asserted his chieftainship could not have chosen a better way if he'd thought for days. Against this weapon, so indefinable and so effective, Jack was powerless and raged without knowing why. By the time the pile was built, they were on different sides of the high barrier. When they had dealt with the fire, another crisis arose. Jack had no means of lighting it. And then to his surprise, Ralph went to Piggy and took the glasses from him. Not even Ralph knew how a link between him and Jack had been snapped and fastened elsewhere. I'll bring him back. I'll come too. Piggy stood behind him, island in a sea of meaningless color while Ralph knelt and focused the glossy spot. Instantly, the fire was alight Piggy held out his hands and grabbed the glasses back. Before these fantastically attractive flowers of violet and red and yellow, unkindness melted away. They became a circle of boys around a campfire. Even Piggy and Ralph were half drawn in. Soon some of the boys were rushing down the slope for more wood while Jack hacked the pig. They tried holding the whole carcass on a stake over the fire, but the stake burnt more quickly than the pig roasted. In the end, they skewered bits of meat on branches, left them in the flames. Even then, almost as much boy was roasted as meat. Ralph dribbled. He meant to refuse meat, but his past diet of fruit and nuts, with an odd crab or fish, gave him too little resistance. He accepted a piece of half-raw meat and gnawed it like a wolf. Aren't I having none? Jack meant to leave him in doubt as an assertion of power, but Piggy, by advertising his omission, made more cruelty necessary. You didn't hunt. No more did Ralph, said Piggy wetly, nor Simon, he amplified. There isn't more a haporth of meat in a crab. Ralph stirred uneasily. Simon, sitting between the pin, uh, twins and Piggy, wiped his mouth, shoved his piece of meat over the rocks to Piggy, who grabbed it. The twins giggled. Simon lowered his face in shame. Then Jack leapt to his feet, slashed off a great hunk of meat, flung it down at Simon's feet. Eat, damn you. He glared at Simon. Take it. He spun on his heels, center in a bewildered circle of boys. I got you meat. 
Numberless and impressionable frustrations combined to make his rage elemental and awe-inspiring. I painted my face. I stole up. Now you eat, all of you. And I, slowly, silence on the mountaintop deepened until the click of the fire, a soft hiss of roasting meat could be heard clearly. Jack looked round for understanding, but found only respect. Ralph stood among the ashes of the signal fire, his hands full of meat, saying nothing. And then, at last, Maurice broke the silence. He changed the subject to the only one that could bring the majority of them together. Where did you find the pig? Roger pointed down the unfriendly sign. They were there, by the sea. Jack, recovering, couldn't bear to have his story told. He broke in quickly. We spread round. I crept on hands and knees. The, the spears fell out because they didn't have barbs on them. The pig ran away, made an awful noise. It turned back and ran into the circle, bleeding. All the boys were talking at once, relieved and excited. We closed in. The first blow had paralyzed its hiding quarters, so then the circle could close in and beat and beat. I cut the pig's throat. The twins, still sharing their identical grin, jumped up and ran around each other. Then the rest joined in, making pig dying noises and shouting. One for his knob. Give him a fourpenny one. And then Maurice pretended to be the pig and ran squealing into the center. And the hunters, circling still, pretended to beat him. And as they danced, they sang, Kill the pig, cut her throat, bash her in. Ralph watched them, envious, resentful. Not until they flagged and the chant died away did he speak. I'm calling an assembly. One by one, they halted, stood, and watched him. With the conch, I'm calling a meeting, even if we have to go into the dark, down on the platform when I blow it, now. He turned away and walked off, down the mountain. And that's the end of chapter four. We will move on to chapter five, which is called Beast from Water. That'll be coming up tomorrow on the show. Wow, fantastic. Lord of the Flies. It's getting better and better. All right, my friends, thanks so much. A couple of quick reminders. You can check out all our Jay Sheldon merchandise. Yeah, we got t-shirts and uh, tank tops. We got our coffee mug, like this one right here. And uh, hoodies. We got a cool baseball jersey. There's all kinds of cool stuff over this. Check it out. Jay Sheldon Merchandise, the link is in our show notes. And of course, all of our great uh, sponsors there, you want to get some great deals, please do check it out. Don't forget to hit the follow button and you can join us on Locals where you will find some short videos, exclusive behind the scene, subscribers only on Locals. So uh, thanks for signing up over there. Really do appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it. We will see you again tomorrow. Good night. Snort. <laughs>